Hey friends, Stairbender aka Sam here. I uh, just wanted to give you a little heads up that this ep well one, well, we're sorry this episode took so long to come out. Uh, and two, this episode was originally recorded uh, roughly a year ago. And so um, there's some information in this that is uh, out of date um, <laughs> as far as uh, um, like what things are new and haven't come out yet that we are talking about. That's what's going on with this episode. If you feel like, you know what, there's some stuff in here that I talk about that has like definitely been out for a while or um, is really old news kind of stuff. That is why. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the episode and thanks for listening. Welcome to Game of the Month Podcast, the podcast where we pick a game every month, we play it, we come back, and we talk about it. I am Sam, a.k.a. Stairbender, here again with... And what's up, dudes and dudettes? <laughs> I am Vinyl Richie, a.k.a. Tristan, a.k.a. Vinyl Richie. Um, <laughs> is that too much? Too much? No, I think that was just the right amount, actually. Okay, Perfect. Uh, yeah, so this is Game of the Month podcast, uh, which you might have already said this, but we play a game every month, and then uh, the month after that, we come back and talk about it. Are your headphones on? <laughs> <laughs> they are indeed. <laughs> An intro so nice, we did it twice. <laughs> I really should have, I probably should have oh, written more That's funny. Notes. Are you writing notes now? Is that what the problem is? Uh, no, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm staring at IGN. Look at all the upcoming games. Oh, all right. And all realizing right. their list is terribly out of date. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so anyways, the way the way we normally do this is we do the intro once, and then uh, <laughs> we go into talking about what we've been playing recently, and then we'll talk about what we are looking forward to, um, whether that be games or maybe specific hardware, which actually is going to be a first this episode. So. Um, that probably I don't think that's going to be a normal thing, but I'm I'm just excited about one thing in particular. Uh, and then we talk about our game of the month, which is Shining Resonance Refrain. Um, I picked it. Yeah, as recommended by Tristan. Um, so let's get started. Uh, let's do the let's do the ping pong thing again, where we do one and one and one and one and one and one and one. And we'll start with you. <laughs> what have you been playing lately, bud? Uh, okay, so first up on the list, um, I recently picked up Knights of Azure 2. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't play the first one, but um, it just recently came out on the Switch and looked pretty interesting. Okay, um, cool. So I decided to go for it. What is it? Um, it's Knights of Azure 2. No, I mean like what? Oh, genre? okay. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 like a, it's like a Japanese hack and slash. Okay, okay. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I really like it. I'm not super far into it, but um, there's kind of... Okay, like the beginning was a little long-winded, but mm -hmm. um, it's it's picking up a little bit now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's super cool. I really like the visuals. The gameplay is really good. The combat's good. The only thing that I'm not super thrilled about is, like, there's all these like, weird button combinations <laughs> to do, like, oh, yeah. specials and stuff like that. And that can be a little bit tricky, but definitely a good game. Um, I'd like to play the first one at some point. I think it's actually, I think it's on Vita. You don't have to shake the controller to do anything. Do you? <laughs> no, no shaking the controller. No shaking the controller. Um, but yeah, good game, good series. I want to play the other one too. Okay, cool. Um, I've been playing Rocket League, which has been out for forever now. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of, it's become my, like, uh, just kind of stress release game again. I did. I, did, I was playing a little bit of um, competitive, but um, I actually started just playing a lot of like just standard three v three. Or no, no, no. Actually, what I've been playing is either Rumble, which uh, so three v three v three Rumble. Good time. Which is always uh, fun, and you just never know what's going to happen, and you don't feel bad if you lost because you just didn't have the right power up at the right time. You know. Yeah. Very true. Um, or I'll do. Um, What's it called? Chaos. So 4v4 in just regular Rocket League rules. Because um, that is not as chaotic as it used to be. 
but uh like when the game was younger and everyone was still really trash at it right um but it's still fun and you do run into a lot of like teams of four in that which is not necessarily a bad thing um but they're not i never feel like i'm like really really outmatched and actually also i was playing um i was playing competitive i think 1v1s and uh i was just like i was like i was not really playing that hard but it was a lot and so it was a lot of fun actually because i was ranking with a lot of people that actually like probably like skill wise are not as good as me which is right you know, if I if I wanted wow. to, I could have destroyed these people. Wow. Uh, some of them, some of them were were I think pretty new players, but um, it was fun because it wasn't like I wasn't like going all out, you know, every time to like right win, you know. Um, there wasn't like the pressure because I was literally like I was just like I'm just gonna have fun with it, you know. Like I'm yeah. not gonna try super hard. I'm just gonna try and like do some weird shit and figure out what's going on. So I got like ranked super low. Okay. Um. And then I started trying more and more as like the matches went on because right, like I was like, oh, this is close, but I still want to win this. And then like that just kept going, and then I started ranking up, and I was like, okay, now this is not getting fun anymore. <laughs> I need to start playing like trashing and to come back down. <laughs> but that's one of them. What about you? What else have you got? Okay. Um, well, you talking about that? Um, I'm gonna have to bump something uh, up oh. in my list. Um, got really not that i ever got out of it but i definitely started playing it less frequently but i got super back into uh splatoon again it's nice probably besides besides overwatch probably my favorite online game um and it's funny because like i uh, i've been playing a lot of ranked and then i just went back to like doing just like straight basic turf war and that's the mode that just matches you up with anybody it can find whoever yeah yeah and so, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty up there. I feel like I do, I do all right with Splatoon. I do all right. I, I would say it's actually, it's probably the game that I'm the best at when it comes to like online, mm-hmm. like competitive sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of just like kicking back and like not playing like super hard. It's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's hard too sometimes, like especially is. if you're in a party. Um, with with someone who's like really i don't want to name names but like jg oh, you yeah. know who you are super competitive guy <laughs> um it's hard sometimes because like they really want to win and you want to win because like they want to win and you don't want to like let them right. down you know so it gets like yeah it, you know what all uh, that also remind, made me think of um Battleborn. Someone else was oh, talking God. about Battleborn recently, and I want to play it again. I want to play it. We need so to bad. play it. Did we, we ever? Did we even ever play it together? No, you couldn't get it to work that one day for some reason. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. The one day yeah. we tried to play, we need to do that again. We do. We do. We do. I, I think I have to download it again. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't want to steal your thunder. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. So I mean, just uh, I mean, Splatoon, Splatoon. Um, I did actually finally beat uh, the expansion that came out for it, like the single player expansion that was really fun. The Octo. The Octo whatever. expansion. Yeah. 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 That was that was okay. I was actually really pleasantly surprised by that. It was actually super good. I did not really i couldn't imagine that a uh, like a single player campaign in splatoon was going to be like that doable i mean it, it's mm. it's had it before i mean you know the first the the first splatoon had it um there is also one uh like a like a different campaign in the second one but it was more just kind of like okay here's like an obstacle course and you have to like try to get through it and collect this and collect that it yeah. actually worked really well for the octo expansion so uh, cool yeah go splatoon nice um i've also got stardew valley um i've slacked off a little bit on this recently but kevin and i were playing this again um raising our uh, russian chickens and uh getting ready for summer our summer crops are coming in or and stuff so we played it a couple days in a row and it's like another good game that just like is like very relaxing and like you don't really have to try real hard to enjoy especially in multiplayer um, I think I've said it before, but I don't think it's a game that I'll really ever enjoy on my own. But um, w- playing with other people is really, really fun. Especially having voice comms and stuff makes it a lot easier too. So yeah, okay, okay. Um, kind of a not really all that related to Stardew Valley, but um, <laughs> picked up Minecraft on the Switch. 
Nice. Which has been a great experience. Um, I had played console. You running any mods on that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no mods. But um, I'd played console Minecraft uh, a little bit um, in the past, like on the Wii U mm. um, and a little bit on a friend's PlayStation 4. But I just, I don't know, man. It just, it, did, it wasn't right, you know? It just wasn't the same. And there were a lot of things that it had always been missing that, like, the full PC version did have. Yeah. Um, but now they've actually, like, unified all the versions. So you can even do cool things like sign with a Microsoft account and mm-hmm. play yeah. your worlds on like whatever device you want to use so oh, that's actually nice. pretty cool a lot of new stuff update aquatic is really fucking cool um you know i was playing well i've been playing minecraft too yeah mostly modern minecraft okay uh which i guess i'll talk about a little bit more here in a sec but um i played the the windows 10 version too mm-hmm. because you get it for free or whatever right um if or because i already had a mojang account i guess like they oh, they gave okay. it to me okay. for free um and it looks like that version i don't know if it like will carry across to switch and other stuff but actually has like free multiplayer like basically it it's peer-to-peer so they're not hosting it like they would with realms or whatever right but and so people can only get on when you're online um but yeah, like yeah, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive the fact that they've like united all of these different platforms. Like, yeah, even if I wanted to like do all that kind of stuff like on my iPad, I could do that, you know. So I mean, that's that's it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I've been trying to do stuff that, like I don't that I didn't used to haven't do, done you know? before. Yeah. yeah, I've tried to do like new stuff and like maybe go about things in a different way. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, I've been playing Minecraft too, like I said, mostly modern Minecraft because I feel like, and there is a lot of new stuff in Minecraft, but I feel like so much of like the basic gameplay, like I've done so many times already that like it's just not engaging anymore. You know, I mean like, and and I, I have this habit of always like digging into the side of like a cliff or a hill or whatever and making my home inside of that instead of like building a house, which might 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 like change my gameplay a little bit but yeah it's like i don't know i feel like for the most part i've just done i know i haven't but it feels like i've done everything there is to do i mean even when i started this game not to like cut you off but you're good you can pretty much just like i got just autopilot like the first 20 minutes of playing in a new world (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah um but yeah um I'm playing a mod called SevTech Ages. I'm not sure where the heck this... Oh, Sev might be for seven. And so basically it takes you from like primitive technology, sticks and stones, and you have to like make this special. The 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 one like caveat to I think a lot of these like mod packs is like you don't have access to the normal recipes for stuff a lot of times, right. especially when you start off. As you, you know, progress, you might, but... You have to like make a special crafting bench and uh and and then like you again you just work your way through like primitive tech and then you get to like some more advanced stuff and then like uh like castles or you know i mean like you start getting to magic and things like that and then you work your way to like technological wonders and space travel and stuff like that too so um i'm not very far in it but um i'm enjoying it and it's it's a fun little detour from rocket league or whatever else i'm playing so i'll tell you what i actually i really miss like back in the old days like having to know the recipes for stuff yeah that was really weird too for me in uh, the windows 10 version yeah because it has the option to have that little thing on the side so i had to i was like i've got to turn this off it actually i mean it is nice to have oh yeah because it's like way faster to be able to craft stuff other than like dragging everything in the boxes but it just doesn't feel right i know i know it feels like cheating so i turned it off yeah well and it i mean like it kind of is because you don't have to like i mean it's nice to n- not have to know what all the recipes are, but being able to like just be like, "Oh, this is the stuff I can build," right, right, uh, and like not having to place it or whatever, because that's like kind of half. It's like the crafting part, they right? Kind of, it they've is. really simplified the crafting. Part well, I remember, like, I had, <laughs> I had like an app on my phone that would like it had just a bunch of different recipes for stuff. Oh yeah, like, so you know you have to pull out my phone and like look up a recipe for, I don't know. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Was I was fun. always alt tabbing. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, 
Any, anything else that you've oh, been playing? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I actually, I finally picked up Borderlands 2. Oh, now, like, nice. What the fuck? Way after the fact. For, uh, <laughs> for the Vita. Oh. For the Vita. I think you, did you talk about that last time? No. I, did I? I don't think I so. I don't think so. You talked about your Vita, I but I don't think you talked about the, the last Yeah, time. I don't think you talked about Borderlands. Okay. Uh, Carry on. Yeah, Borderlands 2. I, kn- I know that like a lot of people are like, you know, kind of shit on the Vita version, which, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, of course, Is it that not, much different? The, the game itself is not really any different. Um, really, the biggest difference is just that it, it, it admittedly, it does run not fantastic on the Vita, which, I mean, it's hard to expect that it would. Well, I was going to say, I mean, how long has the Vita been around at this point? Since 2012, 2011. Somewhere around in there. Really? That's it? Maybe 2012. I feel like it's even older than that. Maybe it's not. No, 2012. Because, I mean, it came out like it came out like maybe six months to a year after the 3DS came out. Okay. Which was 2011. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, still, though, I mean, like that six-year-old hardware. Oh, hell yeah. I and mean, it, granted, I don't know. When did Borderlands 2 come out? It's it's newer than that, though, for sure. 2014, 2015? Yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe a little bit newer than that. Somewhere around in there. Yeah, I was going to say 2014 is probably about right. I can look it up. Okay. Go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, this is my first Borderlands game. Um, really, the first, I mean, the first Gearbox game that I ever played was actually, uh, was Battleborn. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I know. Um, so that's kind of what piqued my interest um, in them. But then, yeah, picking up a Borderlands game, I can see now, like, okay, they really know what they're doing. It is a super super fun game and it's really cool just kind of like being able to play it wherever on the vita oh I yeah the vita is like super old hat but it's it's new to me and i love it so um, still good hardware well it is for the most part it's it, it's surprisingly good hardware for handheld i mean really the only thing that can be fully portable that beats it is is going to be the switch yeah um 2015 is when it 2015. was released okay that's what okay. this is saying at least oh no yeah 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 yeah, yeah. No wait. No. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. well, it's showing 2015 <laughs> for PS4 and Xbox One. Oh, okay. Um, it came out in 2012 oh. for Windows, PS3, 360, OS X. Oh, so when the Vita version came out? Vita version came out in 14. Oh, so it was okay. later. Okay. The Vita version came out when I think right when they released the new version. Oh, the of slim the ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's what I've got. Because there was a there was like a bundle. I remember that. But yeah, great game. Can't wait to play the first one and the pre sequel. The first one's really good. The pre sequel is um, a little bit harder to get through. Yeah, it's just not quite. And like the thing is, like they tried to do some different stuff with it, and right. just I feel like not all of it worked. Sure. So okay. it's okay. a little bit. The thing is, like, if they hadn't changed anything, it would have been like, it's the same game from, you know, <laughs> right. two yeah. years ago. But, yeah, so. Last for me is Memories of Air, A-E-R. It's a little indie, I don't really want to say platformer. It's like an adventure puzzle game. You are you play this girl who's, like, somehow called down the spirit eagle or something i don't know <laughs> in some kind of shrine and so you can turn into a, like a big bird and fly around and there's all these islands in the sky okay uh the sh- they're like the w- earth has been shattered and you're trying to basically talk to the other like communing with the other spirit animals to like kind of figure out how to put the world back together more or less right on um okay. so i played it I don't know. I played probably the first half or so of it a while back, and then I recently went through the second half and finished it, and it was it was good. There's not really anything in the way of replayability, but yeah. um, but it was a cool little game. What was it called again? Memories of Air. Memories of Air. I'm gonna have to look that up. Real yeah, quick. it was a it was a good one. I think pretty sure I have it on Steam. I was thinking if I have it on GOG, I can send you a thing. By the way, if you're not using GOG, you should. Gog yeah, is, you should really. Gog is Gog. great. It's DRM free games. They don't have quite as much as Steam, but they do have a lot of the same stuff. And there's a surprisingly number, a, spri- a surprising number of newer titles are coming to it, including uh, one that I'm looking forward to, Darksiders Three. Um, speaking of 
what I'm looking forward to. Let's talk about what kind of stuff we're looking forward to. Okay. Do you want to start? Uh, Do you want to lead us off? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Biggest thing on my list is uh, the announcement of Diablo 3 on the Switch. Ah. I, I do love Diablo 3. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic game. I can't wait to get it. Going to get it day one. If there's, <laughs> if there's a special edition. You're not going to pre-order it, are you? I'm not going to pre-order it. Okay. But I'm going to get it day one. I'll get a special edition if there is one. I love Blizzard. But. Uh-oh. But. I can't help but think. Because, see, here's the thing. Blizzard denied that they were going to bring Diablo to the Switch. Oh, they really? They straight up trashed the idea. Wow. And now it's coming out on the Switch. So. They've done the same thing for Overwatch. I can't help but think it's got to mean something. Ooh. And you think dude, so, huh? My fingers are crossed so tight. So tight. Probably Switch 2.0. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> anyway, but no, I mean, in all seriousness, really excited for Diablo 3. It's a great game. If you don't like it, you're wrong. Yeah, but that's going to be that's gonna be later on this year. What about you, man? Cool. I'm going to talk about my hardware thing first, actually. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So NVIDIA announced their, I don't know if we're calling them 20 series graphics cards or 2000 series graphics cards. They're 2070. That just sounds weird to say. They're 2080s. They're 20. 2080s. Yeah. The, the RTX ones in particular are what's interesting to me. So the RTX chips are ray tracing. Now, not all games are going to support it probably for the next couple of years would be my guess but and a lot of people seem to like be really like shitting all over these ray tracing cards because the the performance or whatever you only you're only getting you know 30 frames per second instead of 60 or 144 or whatever and i feel like people are you got to remember you only need 24 frames to trick your mind into seeing something in motion you know so 30 frames is enough to do that and uh but also the fact that if you don't know what ray tracing is, I'll try and explain it. It's it's a little hard to explain, but basically right now the way a lot of um, games and even like movies and stuff a lot of times are made is um, they will uh, they'll 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 flesh everything out. They'll give it uh, uh, polygons and what, what we call what I, what we would call a mesh, um, and then they'll like paint the textures and stuff on and then they'll put their lights and things in and a lot of times what they'll do is they'll quote unquote bake the lights uh, like the shadows and stuff to the textures so like if you were looking at the side of a brick building you know in between the gaps of the bricks and the mortar and stuff those shadows are just kind of always there and while you might have dynamic shadows for your character walking across the wall um you know it's not it's not quite this, you know, this, the 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 same realism factor or whatever. So ray tracing actually takes like whatever your light sources are and literally basically projects protons or rays of light out from that, and then uh, calculates, you know, how bright or how dark a specific area is. And if you are like a three D modeler or animator or anything like that, you know that this can usually take quite a while to put a single scene together one frame and they're pushing this technology out now or soon that can do 30 frames a second i granted i was working on not great hardware at the time but i remember doing some ray tracing when i was getting into um animation and 3d modeling and stuff and it i didn't take off with it i don't have the patience for it but um, and, and this might be part of the reason, <laughs> but you know, if I wanted to ray trace and, and render out a scene, it took, you know, 15, 20 minutes at like, you know, maybe 360 or 480 P and we're talking 1080, you know, 30 frames a second is just amazing to me. And it makes me really, really, really freaking excited for the future. I mean, yes, these chips are incredibly expensive now but you're basically paying for like all the r&d they've done to get it to this point and i would say r&d to take it even further to get us to 60 frames a second and i was stuff gonna say where's future. that 60 frames per second i mean 30 doesn't sound like a lot 30 is not a lot but you don't really need that much more especially in titles like i know they um i think they showed it off in the new tomb raider you, you don't necessarily need 60 frames it's not a competitive game you don't need a shit ton of frames for it 
Um, the other cool thing with like ray tracing is it can actually do stuff like shadows that are like closer. Like if you're standing here, normally if the sun's, you know, shining at you at a 45 angle degree angle, the shadows around your feet are way more in focus. You know, they're not soft or fuzzy. And the ones where your head are, are more, you know, feathered and stuff. So ray tracing makes that a possibility as well. And it's just going to bring a lot better visual fidelity to games. And not everything needs that. And not everything is going to take advantage of that, like I said. But having the option to is going to be awesome. And actually, I think it'll make game development a little bit easier from a visual standpoint because um, they won't have to take all that time to, again, like bake you know, all these different texture maps and shadow maps and stuff into the different things. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm not going to get one of these cards. I don't necessarily recommend getting one of these cards for a normal person. Maybe if you're like an animator or, you know, an artist, a 3D artist of some kind, you might look into it and see if it will actually, you know, really enhance your workflow. But I mean, for most normal people, and honestly, for most games at this point, I don't think it's really worth it. But soon... Very soon. I just mostly wanted to hear you poop on people who are like, what? It's not 60 frames. 60 frames. I mean, you know, frame rate is like a thing that everyone seems to be chasing right now. And I I understand it to a certain extent, but you don't need it. I'm not saying that this is everybody, but there's definitely a large group of people out there. They They don't know what they want they just they see these numbers they see big numbers and they hear you know your favorite streamer or right. some esports player that you know of talk about 144 hertz panels right and you don't need that because you're not an esports player <laughs> right i'm sorry you you're not don't even needed if you're an esports player you just everything will be okay i mean it does it does decrease their input lag and stuff but Fair. i mean we're talking milliseconds of time. And in an esports scenario, yes, that can make a difference. And you playing on your internet with someone halfway across the country or across the world, it's not going to matter. Right. I'm slapping my leg right now. You can't hear it, but like <laughs> I'm I get it. I understand the, you know, picture the picture looks a lot smoother at 60 frames a second than it does at 30. That makes sense. I get it. And it will look even smoother at 140-44. (laughs) I understand that. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is is you don't need that to get the job done. Yeah. At a minimum, you need 24. That's what old films are shot at. That's what some films are still shot at now. That's how you get some of that cinematic look is shooting at lower frame rates so it's it's best buy syndrome or or showroom syndrome oh yeah it's it's all this info you know and people say oh i gotta have the best i gotta have the gold-plated monster cable you know it's it's just it's that kind of thing i mean it's one thing to have the best but it's another thing to have what's best for you right and those are usually not the same thing never hardly so really excited for rtx I don't think anyone I know is going to get one. I hope not, to be honest. I think it's at this point, it's a waste of money for most gamers. But I think definitely for, again, 3D artists and stuff, uh, it's going to be a big game changer as opposed to spending like $4,000 on a Quattro or whatever. You can spend $1,000 and get this and hope. Um, that's my thought anyways. I don't know. I don't know if that's how it's going to work out, but uh, I'm hopeful anyways. And again, in the next five years or something, Technology is going to get cheaper. You're going to get it on lower cards. They're going to have better versions of it on the better cards. And uh, it's going to make everybody's gaming experience better, I think. So I'm excited for it. Time will sell. Sorry, long rant. No, no, you're good. Um, where did I leave off? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so just a quick mention here. I mean, I'm going to bring up Smash Brothers again because who isn't excited about Smash Brothers? Oh, yeah. But I'm actually really excited about uh, Dragon Quest XI. Mm-hmm. I think that should be really good. Um, I was disappointed. How soon is that coming out? Do you know? It, it should be pretty soon. Here. I was thinking I'm, so. I'm thinking yeah. it's pretty soon. If it's not already out. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was disappointed that Ten did not come out in North America. Ten was an MMO, which is uh, odd that they would try to that they would make it like a mainline game. Um, oh yeah. But it was so cool because I mean it was a uh, it was a MMO, and it came out on consoles. I mean it was on like the Wii U, um, and I believe it was also on like PS3 and Xbox. 
I really wanted to play that pretty bad. And apparently, like, if you set up a VPN and whatnot, like, yeah. you, and you, you know. It's always, like, it's not really a lot of work, but it's, like, but so it's much work sketchy. as opposed to, like, just launching from Steam or whatever. But also, like, yeah, well, yeah, but you also have to play like strictly on Japanese servers. Yeah. No English. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're a typical North American gamer, it's not really all that accessible to you. It's coming out in September is what this says. September. For PlayStation four and windows and uh-huh. then switch sometime beyond 2018. Okay. But yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Um, I like the dragon quest games. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. Um, what else do you have? I'm going to lump up a couple just because I don't know a lot about them real quick. Um, Last of Us Part 2. Last of Us, the first one was awesome. I'd actually, I don't know if I'd consider picking up the remastered for PS4, but i maybe rent it, actually. That'd be fun to play through it again on, on a little bit, little bit better graphics. It looked great on the PS3, so seeing it maybe upped a little bit more would be a cool thing. And Ghost of Tsushima, I think, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's like a... Um, this was this one was at E3, and I didn't mention it back in when it was E3 July. Um, yeah, but uh, it's like a feudal Japan. You play as like a samurai or whatever, and uh, I don't know a lot of details, but uh, it certainly looked fantastic. They may have had an RTX though when they were um, when they were showing that game off. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it looked really cool. Um, there wasn't a lot of gameplay that i remember seeing but it looked really really interesting just the setting and everything so nice okay what else have you got yeah i'm just gonna lump the last couple of mine up wargroove which if you've ever played uh advanced wars you'll care about if you haven't then you probably won't um but it's gonna be kind of like an advanced war style game coming out on the switch um there's also supposed to be a new shin megami tensei game coming out on the switch say that three times fast yeah no kidding i'm surprised i said it once (laughs) um don't know when that's coming out don't know what it's going to be it might it's probably honestly going to be 2019 but should be coming out at some point so i'm definitely excited for it some really good games Cool. Um, and then uh, the random announcement of Saints Row. I is it, I can't remember if it's the fourth one or if it's the third one. I don't know. I'm doing I, I, something I, else. I want to actually say that it's the Saints, third one. Saints Row for Switch is right. Yeah, yeah. But that'll be fun. I mean, I'm looking. Like Saints Row and Grand Theft Auto, they're not games that like were the third. It's the third. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never played that one, but it should be interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really ever get into the story. I mean, I, you know, I, I which, play. Which enough. one's the third? Which one's the one where the aliens come? Is that the fourth one? I I don't know. I think that's the fourth one. I've I don't played know, that honestly. One. But yeah, I mean, Saints Row and Grand Theft Auto. I it's not fun to play for the story, at least in my opinion. I mean, it's okay. Um, I mean, I think the idea is just to kind of pal around. Yeah, I mean, I really just play like I play I play the story long enough to like unlock some stuff and like get better cars and like maybe if like parts of the the like the map are locked then you know get that unlocked but that's about it i mean yeah most of the time it's just like play it for you know 30 45 minutes and blow a lot of people up and that's kind of the extent of it but i am excited to have that on the switch it'll be fun yeah that'll be cool okay i'm gonna hit a couple more real quick satisfactory this looks like kind of like part minecraft kind of like modded minecraft inside of no man's sky so it looks like there's this was again at e3 and i just didn't mention it back in the day so i'll bring it up now right it looks like uh you like travel to planets and i say modern minecraft because they've got all the uh manufacturing and automation and stuff so it looks like you go to these planets you start off with just a couple of resources you start you know mining and logging and all this stuff and then you start uh building machines and other things to transform that into something that you can sell and you just make your factories bigger and bigger and bigger and automate more and more automated and, you know, pump out more of whatever it is. Sounds pretty cool. Um, so it, it's, it looked like fun. Um, Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man game for PS4 is coming out soon, depending on when this podcast goes out. Could is be it, slightly in the past, but should be soon. Is it, is it like a, is, is it based on like a, like a Spider-Man movie or is it like its own thing? I think it's its own thing. I okay. think it's its okay. own thing. I think they definitely tried to keep it like, cl- you know, right close to the source material, just the comics in general. Um, but I don't think it's really based on 
anything that's been previously done. But I mean, from everything I've seen and from what people have, what I've heard of people who got to play it at E3 and stuff like it feels really good. Like the web slinging, you know, through the city and stuff feels good. And the combat feels, you know, nice and stuff. I understand there's, it might be, I don't want to say heavy on the quick time events, but it, maybe I should say resurrecting the quick time events a yeah, little bit because no we haven't seen a lot of those lately. I was really glad when those died. From what I understand more for like the cinematic effect, you know, of some of the okay, things okay. that may, they may want to happen in the game story-wise and stuff, but otherwise it looks really good. And my last one is that I added late, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. I know I, we still don't have a release date because CD that Projekt Red so good. wants to make sure that it's ready before it goes out. But they released the Which, game Bravo. play reveal and it looked amazing. They might have had an RTX too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it it looked really, really good. Yeah, that game looks nuts. Uh, I'm super excited. I really for that. enjoyed how, like, minimal the interface the user interface was on it definitely and the the city really did look alive hopefully they can really deliver on on that part of it um with all the npcs wandering around and stuff yeah it looked it looked awesome yeah that game looks really cool and and they're usually pretty good about branching storylines and being able to do this thing before that thing and still you know and then characters recognizing that and stuff so yeah i'm I'm looking forward to that one. That was one I was, it was like, ooh, should I pre-release? And then on Imager, I saw an image. It was no pre-releases, no (laughs) pre-releases. It was like, okay, you're right. I won't do it. But I'm really, really looking forward to that one. Well, that brings us to our game of the month, which once again, this month was Shining Resonance Refrain. Uh, Do you want to give us kind of, uh, give our audience a kind of a just, Boil it down a little bit, I guess. Okay. So it is shining resonance refrain. Um, it's, it's an entry into kind of a classic series. Um, it's, uh, man. So it it all started (laughs) out with shining in the darkness on the Sega Genesis, um, which was like this really cool, like first person perspective, uh, not in the way that you're thinking, but like super old school first person perspective. Um, like doom. In a kind of, kind of, kind of ish, but you like you only moved. It was actually um, like the way that like you moved and like way the way that combat was was exactly like Star Crawlers. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yeah. okay. But anyway, so and and I absolutely loved that game. And then of course there were the Shining Force games, which are the more like traditional RPGs. They're actually tactical RPGs, also on the Genesis as well. And then you know on through like the Sega Saturn and whatnot. So it's it's got deep roots in you know kind of like. This, this kind of classic realm of, of gaming. This game actually came out in Japan, um, I believe 2013. And uh, I, I had heard about it. And there have been a couple of other Shining games that have come out uh, strictly in Japan over the past couple of years, probably, you know, over the last decade or so. You know, of course, never came to the West, never been able to play them. So when this was announced that it was actually going to come to North America, I was super excited because you know, Shining series is definitely one of my all-time favorites. Basically, it's uh, it's an action RPG, but there are a lot of things about the way that like the combat works and just the way that the game mechanics are in general mm. that makes it feel very much like you're playing sort of like a modern classic RPG. I know that's like... A what? <laughs> right. I know. I know. But <laughs> bear with me. Um, yeah. I mean, so like I said, I mean, it's uh, like I said, it's got deep roots in, you know... The classic game spectrum, um, but a new entry. Okay, nice. That was the that was the best I could put it. <laughs> no, that was. I think that was that was pretty accurate. Yeah, you had a little bit of history in there too, which is good stuff. I I didn't know. So, who wants to who wants to start on this dog? <laughs> well, okay. Um, I guess I guess I'll go ahead and start. I I really enjoyed the game. Um, I'll just start out by saying that. I did not really enjoy the game. Yeah. It had his moments though. Right. Um it's it's very story driven. Yes. There's uh you know, you really you get a chance to know the characters, you know who everybody is, which uh you know, it, it definitely gets a little long-winded at times. Um Yes. Yeah. But like if you play a lot of JRPGs, you're you're kind of used to that. Like there's just a lot of talking, you know? Yeah. 
one thing that always helps me with these sort of games is I, I actually like to change uh, like the spoken language to oh, yeah. to Japanese. And and then it's like, you know, you're reading the dialogue. Oh, yeah, we discussed this. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> that's, that's TV, though. That's TV. That's a different show. <laughs> but kind of just like more like reading along all the dialogue, um, that makes it, I think, a little bit more enjoyable for me mm. rather than just trying to like listen to what they're saying. I might try that. Because um, then it's just a little bit more like kind of like, I don't you know, it's like, it's like game and like visual novel at the same time almost, you know? Okay. Yeah. But they did like, you know, all of the cutscenes and stuff like that were done like very classically. You know, there's it's there's no like kind of that that like almost cinematic movie feel that you get with a lot of cutscenes nowadays. Yeah. It's you know, they show the character, it's, they show the dialogue underneath them. It's you know, it's it's very nineteen ninety four. Yeah. But that's kind of the point. Static you know? animation loops on a backdrop. That's right. the note I have here. Yeah. Yeah. Gameplay wise, I mean it, it plays pretty much exactly like you would expect uh you know again an rpg from about 1994 play. <laughs> um it, like i said it is an action rpg so that's a little bit different um you know there's no turn-based combat or anything like that yeah um which which was nice i i appreciated that and the the movement and everything felt fine to me for the most part um i had a couple like weird little things but I will say if you're play if you do want to play because it's available for sure on PC and Switch. I don't remember. That's probably all it's out on. It's on. It's on PS4. Is it on PS4? Oh, okay. And it's on every. It's on everything. Yeah. If you're playing on PC, play with. Do yourself a favor and play with a controller. Um, Because I started off playing with keyboard and mouse, and um, especially with combat, it's uh, it's a handful. Um, It's way way easier to to participate in combat um with with a controller it's just it's yeah just don't don't even don't even try the keyboard and mouse just go with the controller straight out of the gate it's way better yeah i i uh i mean i I played it on the switch so i can't attest to uh how difficult keyboard mouse is but i can't imagine it being very comfortable well you know because you got your like arrow your arrow keys, you know, WASD right. is whatever. Um, like one of your mouse clicks is like your regular attack. The other one is your, I think they call it a focus attack or something like that. Just really? like your, you're not, you're just like you're your, like your stronger, your attack. secondary. Yeah, yeah. Basically your strong attack. And then I don't even remember <laughs> how to do any of the, uh, aspects or whatever i think they're called aspects right your skills basically yeah yeah and then i feel like there was something to do with r or f for that and then there's like t if you want to drag and shift oh my just gosh. like a whole nother yeah it's just it's a lot to keep track of it's much easier when you just have it's a b x y way better yeah to just like hold down a trigger or whatever right and a b x y and do your skills and stuff yeah it's it's don't don't do keyboard and mouse. Don't do it to yourself. I'm just telling you right now. Don't bother. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna yeah, backtrack you, you just go a just bit. a smidge to talk about the like dialogue. And I I I get they were kind of going for that style, and but it's also not 1994 anymore. <laughs> and there are actual like cutscenes in the game. It's just like most of the general dialogue just happens with these backdrops and stuff and then the two the two characters and then if there another character comes in one of these guys just fades out whether or not they're yep. still there or yep. not and another guy come fades in and i feel like they're it can't have been too hard to just squeeze everybody in on one screen and i just like they already have these rigged characters and i know it would take more work but why not put in a little bit of extra time because honestly, the the character rigs look awesome. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. They look great. Why don't I just put in a little bit more time and like have everybody standing around a table or whatever and talking, or you know, and like moving their arms around a little bit and stuff <laughs> instead of just like instead standing of just there, standing there, staring at each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's really it. I mean, I did enjoy like there is a lot of dialogue, and I 
I did enjoy there a lot of it is really world building, you know, for if you haven't played the series before, or maybe even if you have, I don't know if this is No, I mean it was totally different. A this departure. Totally okay. different world, new characters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean a lot of it's world building and, and I did appreciate that. Um it's just a little wearying to like sit through, you know, thirty minutes of dialogue <laughs> in an hour, you know, right, to right. to get all the story bits. You know, Especially when, like, some of it could have maybe been, like, shown either, like, as a slideshow or yeah, um, or through some kind of cutscene. So, like, animated cutscene. But you do get to know the characters very well. Which, oh, yeah. Which I appreciate. Oh, like, yeah. I definitely appreciate that. Because, I mean, there have been certain games that, like, I've played and you just get no attachment to the characters whatsoever, you know? Definitely, definitely. And, and I understand, like, you can't get rid of, like, a ton of the dialogue and stuff, but I feel like they could have trimmed the script some. Like, it didn't have to be quite as long-winded as it was. But um, a lot of it, I do feel like, was good stuff. The other part of it, too, though, is like... And we talk we talk about this fairly regularly, I feel like. You know, like, we're we're busy people. So, you know, video games are like a couple hours or whatever at the end of the night a lot of times. Um, sometimes several hours at the end of the night. And usually, and and so like not being able to like play and having to like just sit through these dialogue scenes kind of sucked. So I that's just, all. That's like that's like my rant on that part of it. I guess. I I, I mean I agree. I agree. Um, there were definitely some parts of it that could be very long winded. Um. For me, uh, I guess like being a fan of JRPGs, yeah, oh um, yeah, I didn't mind it as much. I mean, you know, it, it's definitely a taste thing too. It is I for mean, sure. The game's you know very heavy, unlike you know your your average tropes for for JRPGs and and just Japanese games in general. Which yeah. you know, again, I mean, you know, I, I grew up you know watching Dragon Ball Z and Gundam mm-hmm. Wing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so you know, I'm used to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, just overall, I I just really think that they did a fantastic job, like putting together this really awesome, like cohesive story. Um, it felt very epic. It felt very like. It, did you it, beat it? I did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I I did not put enough time into it. I'll admit. <laughs> it it really it really sucked me in. You know, it was kind of like, which and I and I like to have this with a game like it felt like I had like a period of my life that I was playing in this game. You know what mm. I mean? Like it was just kind of this one big long experience playing through it. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just really good. I really liked it. It was, it was a huge throwback to like being a kid and like playing Shining Force three on yeah. Sega Saturn and stuff like that. It was just, it was really good. I, uh, I really got a lot out of the game. I do want to say also that the tutorial, the tutorials for like everything in this game suck because it's like a they wall do. of text and like a few <laughs> pictures, and there's no like actual like walking you through anything. It's just like, hey, here's what you do, and if you forget, then you have to like. I think you can look stuff up again in the menu somewhere, but yeah, um, like following with that, like there's a break mechanic in the combat, which um, I before we started this, I was playing Octopath Traveler and it has a break mechanic in its combat as well. And I understand its break combat very, very well. It's (laughs) very intuitive. And this one, uh, I don't understand at all. Not so much. I did read through it again later and I was like, okay, I understand it a little bit better now. You can kind of tell when they're getting close to breaking, but I'm still not sure how I increase the rate of breakage. Um, fair enough fair enough and in addition so in correct me if i'm wrong but in combat you can do like these resonances or whatever where you and another party member attack the same thing or whatever at the same time with like similar skills or complementary skills um so what you can do i mean of course since you but it just happens it does yeah i mean it's it's not really i mean you can kind of like it's kind of organic, but it's also kind of just like automatic or almost even okay. like by chance. Because, yeah, I feel like there was a couple times, I think once maybe when I was uh, fighting uh, Genus the first time. Yeah. Um, 
where it happened and i was like oh was that like the thing the resonance thing they talked about like ages ago right i was like okay how do i do that again because i had no idea what triggered it yeah i mean there's a lot of aspects to the combat um including aspects yes (laughs) skills they're skills um I actually did the the band mechanism was actually pretty cool. The band mechanism was pretty cool. I didn't get to use it a whole lot, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I actually found it really really helpful because like anytime you're going up against somebody who like like any kind of like boss or something like that, mm-hmm. I would almost immediately switch to Yuma and then do like uh I, I believe how do you switch between characters? You just switch on the fly. Uh, you have to make whoever you want to play as. You make um, the leader of the party. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. I was like, that was another thing I had a problem with. Whenever they like introduced a new character to the party, yeah, you had to play as that character. Yeah, and, like when you first fight Genos, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know any of this guy's moves. I don't know how he works. <laughs> yeah, like especially like the first time that they uh, that they put you as Marion. That threw me for a loop. I mean, she's actually a really good character. Um, she's pretty strong. But I didn't even meet Marion. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> she was the, the child that was uh, tortured along Yuma. No? Mm-mm. Ooh, man. No. Wow. The last character that I met was... Shit, what's his name? With the red hair and the guitar? Yeah, yeah. There was Rena yeah. and then that guy. Yeah, and Genos, and that was kind of like where I ended the game. Damn, actually, yeah. That's that pretty sh- early, isn't it? Oh, that's pretty early. Yeah, dude. that's like chapter two, man. Yeah, no, I think it's chapter it's, three. It might be chapter I think it's three. chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> How many chapters are there? Uh, Do I want to know? I th- I think there's. Do I want to embarrass myself that much? I think there's like ten or twelve altogether. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's still pretty early. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a seventy-hour game, man. Oh, yeah, I didn't put anywhere near that much time into it. Sorry. Um, just wasn't quite my jam. What I was going to say about the the, the, the band yeah, mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of confusing. Um, and and unless you, like, very, like, like with a fine-tooth comb, you know, read through those instructions. So there are different advantages that you can get depending on who is the leader of your party at the time. Right, yeah. So, like, for boss battles and whatnot, since, you know, obviously, if you're fighting somebody who's super strong, you want to turn into the Shining Dragon. Mm, mm-hmm. And the problem with that is, is that after so long, after you run out of MP, then AP. You, you'll lose. Oh, no, that is MP. You're right. I believe Sorry. it's MP. You're, you're correct. Uh, You've you, played 70 hours and I've played like three, so I'll just defer to you. Yuma <laughs> loses control of the Shining Dragon and then like he'll just go all over the place and attack people. Yeah. Um, so that's not good, especially not when you're fighting a boss. But if you do the band, um, not only can you get... Because I, I think like I think if you made Rena the, the party leader, it would be a health increase. I'm pretty sure. Sounds about right. And Sonya was like a defense increase and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I would always get that health increase and then boom, shiny dragon. And it was usually pretty easy to take somebody out. Nice. Um, I'm actually really excited to go back and I haven't played refrain. Well, I mean, I played it a little bit, but I actually want to play through the game again um, in refrain mode all the yeah. way because there's some like different characters that you can play as some different little subtle changes to the game. Yeah. It's yeah, actually yeah. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think, cause like with this other game that I'm playing Knights of Azure too, there's a lot of, I mean, they're, they're kind of both action RPGs. I mean, shining is mm-hmm. a little bit different. Um, but with Knights of Azure two, I do not feel like it's very easy to do like any of your skills or like any oh. of, uh, you know, kind of like the, I guess shared attacks is the word that I'll use. Like okay. with other people that are in your party, um, but you know, other than like the resonance attacks, I feel like everything was really like it, it made sense. It was very easy to do um, yeah. in shining. Yeah. It's funny that you say that like dragon shift was pretty OP. Cause I, at least and granted, I was very early in the game. So, right. but I felt like it was pretty weak. Um, really? And maybe it was cause like I didn't, uh, like I was using my MP to like use my skills. And then like, I was like, okay. 
you know, I'm like part of the way through the fight now. I'm going to swap and like try and do a shit ton of damage. Yeah. And then it would be like, oh, okay, I got like three or four hits off. Now I got to go back to Yuma because otherwise he'll go crazy and like kill everybody. So, um, I did like that. Like it wasn't just like random encounters with the enemies. Like they're actually like patrolling around in the fields and stuff. Um, and that like the advantage and risky mechanics were good. So like if you approach from behind and, um, uh, they don't see you coming. Right. Uh, you have an advantage. All the enemies come in and just stand around for a couple seconds. Or they can also sneak up on you and you get a risky encounter. Yeah, which was a little weird. I had that happen to me more often than not because, like, for a short time after you come out of an encounter, you yeah. can't trigger another one. Right. So I'd try to walk behind another character and then I'd turn around where I thought, okay, their back's to me. You know, my front is facing them and, you know, we'll be all good. And then they'd turn around and I'd be in the risky encounter <laughs> instead of the advantage. So that was funny. Um, but, yeah, I kind of liked, like, not just not, like, popping up, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think at, having played now some of Octopath, like, that style doesn't totally, like, turn me off. Right. But it's nice to be able to pick and choose what you're going to get in battle with. So Yeah. Here's the thing. Like... I, I like the fact that they fused a lot of like what makes uh, like the combat system in old RPGs great, and also what's like you know nice about some of the more modern stuff. Mm. It does make it kind of tough though, just because like you know in your in your average RPG like you know take like Disgaea or something like that for example. You know, of course, there's like there's a lot of you know it's almost like a chess game. Like you know there's there's a lot that you have to like keep your eye on when you're when you're in a battle it's easy to do when you're playing something that's turn-based combat yeah that's true not so easy to do when you're also trying to like mash buttons and keep track of all that stuff too yeah so it it can be a little tough i mean you know there were like when i first started playing the game i definitely was not you know kind of reaching my full potential as far as battles go Mm -hmm. just because you have to kind of get used to you know, you know, using your skills and like doing this and that, like at the same time while you're trying to just like, you know, pummel the shit out of somebody. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's interesting. And, uh, the like conducting or whatever, most of the time I left it on like heel. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was like, uh, and that was like one thing that was a little weird was like trying to micromanage the party's health outside of combat. Right. And it's not like an uncommon thing, you know, in, in a in a RPG of any kind, right? But um, especially coming from like just my experience with Dragon's Dogma, where you have pawns, and if they have any sort of healing items in their inventory, they'll take care of themselves, right? It feels a little like archaic almost to like have to do that. Uh, maybe archaic's not the best word, but it like like tedious, I guess. Um, but but like it it wasn't bad it was just like something i had to like train myself on a little bit the bond diagram does it do anything it does okay yeah, definitely i mean and, and and i didn't realize it for... i think i think being so early in the game i didn't see a whole lot coming out of it i was filling up pips but i didn't know yeah. what what they were doing so so there's there's icons and it, and it shows you like in in like the like how they're all related to right. each other and yeah. like what their feelings are about each other. Um, so like what I did mm-hmm. was if you have like, uh, I forget exactly what the, like the name of the bond is. Sure. But like if, uh, if you have the little heart symbol between like you and Rena or uh, you and is it, is it Kirika? Kirika? Kirika. Something like that. Yeah. Kirika. Yeah. Um, then what they'll do is like anytime you're on the battlefield, they will automatically like heal Yuma. Oh, okay. I yeah. see. And like if you've nice. got like the there's one where I think it's called like Let's Go Bro or something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you yeah. have that between you and Agnum, then he Agnum, will like Yeah, yeah. But then he'll like, you know, back you up and like, you know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. If you get like low health. I figured like it had to do and, something, but I, w- I was surprised, like, once I started messing with it, actually how much of an effect it has okay. like, during yeah. battle. It's really interesting. Cool. Because I had never seen anything like that in an RPG before. Okay. Yeah. Nice. 
Now that makes me want to play more. <laughs> you should, man. Just to, like I mean, mess with some of that stuff. You didn't even get to like some of the stuff with like Joachim and whatnot. Man, that Joachim. dude. Oh, that dude is an evil motherfucker, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty much everybody on the bad side seems to like be pretty horrible. They actually. are pretty terrible. Actually, weirdly enough, like the main an- antagonist, I guess, mm-hmm. Excella, seems to be like the most like not trying to like shaft everybody just like doing right. her job kind of you know what i mean because like yeah at I least mean, early on so yeah i mean zest is kind of psychotic he's crazy uh what's his face the commander guy oh yeah is definitely is it, plotting something is it it's not just george george it's, or something like that yeah georg yeah uh but yeah yeah he's definitely got something going on i'm not gonna spoil that but um, yeah oh yeah don't please he's yeah the joachim or whatever his name is yeah whoever he is yeah he's scary dude he seems kind of off yeah he tortures children man yeah i didn't know that yeah thanks for ruining it i don't have to play the next 70 hours we should not whisper on the podcast (laughs) oh we shouldn't (laughs) okay surprise that really, I mean, that covers everything I think that I've got here. Yeah. I mean, you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, I mean, I feel like we pretty much just talked about gameplay the whole time. Um, you know. Well, but it is a game. Well, right. Fair enough. Um, the the characters themselves, again, like I'm, I'm gonna say, they're well know, fleshed out. They are well fleshed out. There's there's nothing that you don't know about them. That's for sure. Um, I I, I really liked most of the characters. Um. Yeah. Like I said earlier on, I mean, they're they're not immune to, you know, your your usual Japanese tropes. Um, but yeah, still good characters. Yuma's a little bit of a pussy, but um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll agree. But um, overall, that's kind of part of the driving. Right. What's driving the story forward is people are like, you can do it. And he's like, I can't do it. <laughs> but good overall. Good overall. Um I loved like all the artwork and the graphics and whatnot. I thought it was a gorgeous looking game. It looks really nice. Yeah. Um, Can confirm. The whole world and whatnot is very well designed. It's a lot of fun. Even though it's it's not like an open world game, I mean, you can go and you can explore like, you know, pretty much anywhere. Um, yeah. And there's and there's lots of little goodies to be found, you know, if you uh if you dig deep, secret areas and stuff like that, which hmm. is fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, uh, I definitely really enjoyed it. I, I would give it like a nine out of 10. I didn't, like I said earlier, I didn't really enjoy it, but I'm actually excited about like going home now and starting it up again <laughs> and playing it. Um, it's not like my first choice for a game. Um, it's a little outside of my comfort zone, I guess you might say. Um, uh, but, uh, I didn't like the combat really is very enjoyable honestly yeah. um and yeah i mean the world's beautiful and just well built um although via dialogue um <laughs> but yeah it's 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 good uh i i probably will fire it up tonight so yeah me too anything else <laughs> no i think that's uh i think that's all i got okay. can't wait to play refrain mode yeah um okay so we need to just talk quickly about what our next game is going to be right right that is uh i drew a blank here it is uh kingdoms of amalur reckoning yeah which came out in 2012 it's a little bit older um largely overshadowed i think by um skyrim still but uh i have a friend who really 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 loves this game um and i've watched him play it a little bit and it certainly looks very cool it's another rpg so sorry non-rpg fans who listen to this podcast we're doing another one um it's third person open world um it is only well single player that's not a big deal well, it's third um, person huh yeah, it's third person. Okay, okay. It's third person. So not too much different from what we're doing here. Um, but I'm the combat to... is all real time. There's no like walking into an instance and stuff that, that I'm aware of. It's yeah. just there's enemies out in the world or in the dungeon or whatever, and you take them out. I'm going into this totally blind. So I'm, kinda, I, I'm I interested to see like what is going to come out. I don't know a whole lot about this one. Um, 
I don't know much about what the story is. I know a little bit, but not a lot. Uh, <laughs> I just thought about it. I was like, oh, I do know a little bit. Um, just like the very beginnings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it comes highly recommended. It's got very positive reviews on Steam. If you do want to play along with us, um, this one is 20 bucks on Steam right now. Which is pretty high, actually, for, for a game that came out six, six years, years ago. Man. Which says something, though. That says that it probably is actually a really good game. That's true. So, That's true. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. And I think that's everything. Thanks for uh, listening to this episode of the podcast. If you are enjoying it, go ahead and rate us on your podcasting app or service of choice. Um, we really appreciate it and it will help more people find us. Uh, and don't forget to tell your friends because, uh, personal recommendations from friends go a long way, especially, uh, when you're recommending podcasts, Tristan recommended a great one to me, I don't know, a couple weeks ago and I'm totally caught up on it. (laughs) I've caught up on like 20 episodes worth. Maybe not quite that many. Um, D and D and D is the name of that one. If you want to check it out, it's really, really good. If you want to get in touch with us, we do have a new uh, contact form linked on our website, gotmpodcast.blueberry.net. Go there. It's on the main menu bar. You click it. It will redirect you to a form. You can fill it out. Give us your name if you want. We do require email addresses just so we can get back in touch with you if we want to say hi back. Um, And then you can tell us a little bit about whether if you liked the podcast or you thought we were off on a particular game or whatever. Um, or you can always email us at game of the month podcast dot, uh, at gmail.com. And uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll see you again next month for Kingdoms of Amalur. Yay! <laughs> Super excited. <laughs>